Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in today's chat, we're going to be talking about the DEI efforts at one of the best known brands in the US and frankly around the world, and that's UPS. And my guest this time is Charlene Thomas. Charlene serves as Chief Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Officer for UPS and is a member of the company's executive leadership team. Her role signals a significant step forward for UPS as the firm strives to create a more inclusive and equitable company. Charlene leads UPS's global diversity, equity and inclusion efforts, both internally and externally with UPS employees, suppliers, customers, and of course, podcast listeners around the world. Prior to being named Chief Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Officer, Charlene served as Chief Human Resource Officer at UPS. And in that role, she guided UPS's transformation and HR initiatives to optimize their talent, leadership and culture for the company's more than 540,000 employees worldwide. Charlene, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show today. Thank you. So beyond my reintroduction there, Charlene, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your career path and your, your rise to the role of Chief Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Officer at UPS? Because I understand you've been there a long time and you kind of started, so to speak, on the shop floor. Is that right? I did. I did. I started uh, while I was a, a college sophomore going into my junior year. Um, and I it's going to be... Uh, 33 years in a few weeks, uh, I started unloading and I worked my way through our operations and uh, have moved uh, about 10 times. I've worked in our sales, our airline. I also have done marketing, HR, and uh, operations for the balance of my career before uh, now being in the role as the Chief Diversity Equity Inclusion Officer. So I have a great vast knowledge of our frontline workforce, our frontline and middle and upper management, uh, as well as I've traveled internationally to meet our international partners. Okay. You sound like a very busy person, Charlene, that's for sure. So what was it like navigating the HR, the corporate, the C-suite as, as a woman of color? Well, it was, uh, it was not one that I saw a lot of folks that looked like me, but uh, I had a, a number of different mentors and sponsors throughout the way that were really intentional about making sure that there was an opportunity for me and that I recognized that I could also be a trailblazer as well as a um, enabler uh, for opportunity for others. So uh, very early on, uh, just because you're only one, don't be afraid to take a risk. Uh, definitely be able to, to look to understand your craft uh, you know, partner and, and look to take risks and get involved and engaged in things that you're curious about and raise your hand for the things that I was advised to do early on and being able to make sure that I uplifted others at the same time so that this would be a sustainable effort for everyone and, and not just something personal for me as a, as a leader. We'll be right back after this message from today's sponsoring partner. 
Are you struggling to attract talent during this great resignation? Appcast is a global provider of recruitment, advertising technology, and enterprise managed services for talent acquisition. The company is a pioneer of programmatic job advertising, which uses clever algorithms to help employers increase engagement with qualified candidates by showing people the right job ads at the right time in the right places. Learn more and request a demo at appcast.io. Appcast, job advertising made simple. So your UPS is, to, to the best of my knowledge, you're the first ever Chief Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Officer. That's great. Um, what, what challenges and what opportunities does does that create for you, though? You know, in, in a new role, I guess, to a certain extent, you know, you, you've got a blank canvas, but you must have some big challenges and, and some big opportunities. Yes, the challenges are, are really coming into the space. Uh, you know, UPS has a long history of diversity, equity, inclusion back to the early onset of affirmative civil rights and affirmative action. But really speaking to, my goodness, the vast changes of what employees are looking for and just how the, the roles are changing and just how quickly um, things are moving in the space. Uh, people are looking for much more out of their uh, employers than a job. They're looking for a purpose. They're looking for a purpose for the in the organization. They're looking for uh, how are they going to be valued and revered. And as a chief diversity equity inclusion officer, how do you how do you weave that into the core of your culture? How do you make and how do you drive and reward and incent inclusive leadership? How are you able to understand the diverse needs of your population, but yet being sensitive and making sure that the business is able to, to execute and to make money uh, and driving that core value into the fact that diversity is not only the right thing to do, but it's good for business and it's good for organizations. So having policies and programs and being able to bring in the talent that the organization is looking for. Uh, as well as being able to make sure that individuals that are coming that aren't uh, as highly represented as others feel welcome and included and are able to be successful and we can retain them and we can actually promote them at rates that they feel as well as UPS would feel uh, is the appropriate way and the appropriate to do. Okay, you've climbed this career ladder, so to speak, within UPS. And one of your roles, your previous role, uh, you were the CHRO there, of course. How, how did being the CHRO prepare you for your role now in, in DEI as, as the Chief Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Officer? Well, it really gave me exposure to really the vast needs of our organization as far as human capital is concerned and our ability to kind of elevate and, uh, and really to develop them. Uh, as our rapidly changing business model and the ever-changing needs of our functions, it, as an HR, CHRO, I was able to really understand really from workforce planning to talent development, uh, really where our opportunities were and really where our gaps were. So really to understand how do we navigate that, how do we create the right succession plans, how do we create the right learning plans, how do we create the right trajectory, and how do we keep our people engage for really things that help prime me uh, as a CHRO for the CDIO role. Wonderful. So today's episode is kind of a, a use case, if you like. We're, we're looking at um, what you guys are getting on there over, over at UPS, one of the one of the uh, best recognized brands out there. Um, but uh, a, a, another great 
uh, brand, another very very well recognized brand within within your industry is FedEx. And I understand that in 2021, black employees comprised 24% of the US workforce at UPS and 46% of its employees are, are considered diverse. When it comes to senior and middle management in the US, 34% are minorities. So by comparison, 49% of FedEx's US workforce is diverse and 36% of its management is comprised of minorities according to the company's website what are you what are you doing you, you and the board doing to to bridge this gap between one of your main competitors well i can happily report that we've uh, closed the gap uh, on the workforce representation so we are above the 30 percent currently and we uh, are tracking uh, as far as the overall comparison uh, above where we were in 2021 so uh, efforts specifically include making sure we've got the right value proposition. Uh, we're actually uh, providing roles that will attract minority employees and that we have others that are within the workforce that represent them between mentorship and sponsorship and making sure that we actually have uh, the ability to, to offer jobs right away. Uh, most of the workforce right now is waiting, you know, we were had wait times for employment that were over three days we have closed that gap to to less than that uh, and we've found that we have been able to attract more diverse workforce hire and retain them because of these adjustments that we've made so we're very uh, intentional around where we're focusing in on is uh, pipeline uh, focusing in on making sure that we close the onboarding gap and that we focus uh, as we look beyond the onboarding uh, retention efforts uh, within all of our operation to make sure people are trained, make sure people are safe, and make sure that people feel included and that they want to stay at UPS because they can see beyond this just being a transactional employer, but they actually see it as a career. And, and how important is employee advocacy as part of that process then, Charlene? How, how important is it that, that your people are out there now saying, you know what, uh, UPS have, have made big strides in its DEI efforts. This is a great employer brand. This is somewhere that you should consider working. Well, we started our C-level is making sure all of the executives understand that we adopted last year our tagline that you belong at UPS. We use this in all of our digital media campaigns. Uh, we use that with our customer branding as well to make sure that no, whether you're a customer, an employee, a community, a leader, not only do you belong at UPS, but this is now the personal uh, agenda of all of our leaders, that we have uh, town hall calls, we have frontline engagements, we make sure that uh, all of our employees can tap into what does it mean to be a UPSer, that they feel that they're a part of something bigger than themselves and that they're valued and that their skills can be elevated if they choose to do so, and that doesn't matter where you come from, that you are absolutely have uh, the ability to be who you would like to be at UPS. And that has been a, a really successful and meaningful approach that our people uh, are elevating uh, us in as far as their sentiment. Uh, when we check with the employees uh, around this campaign, we've seen quite uh, a response of positive, uh, uh, positivity around our campaign around inclusion. 
Awesome. Thank you. A bit of a follow up question, really. Um, so in, in an interview for UPS, you shared your hopes for ways that UPSs can explore the challenges that women face yeah. when climbing uh, the corporate ladder. Yeah. So you know, as a man, maybe you can help me out here, Charlene. Yeah. How, how can how can men become advocates for women in the workplace? Tell me about that. Well, men have always been really what is you know the most important advocate for women. And to make sure that advocacy doesn't seem to be this complex, difficult uh, concept. It's very easy. And we have different uh, communications that we've used. We have different trainings that we've done to really talk about how to become an advocate. How do I be an ally? What does allyship mean? We have business resource groups or employee resource groups that we invite everyone, not just the groups that were represented in the defined title, but we we always recommend and show how come our activities that outreach and touch everyone. So having the advocacy of males is, first of all, there's nothing to, you know, reducing anxiety or just inhibitions around it, making everyone feel comfortable that having a diverse workforce makes good business sense and that everyone can be uh, successful and contribute. And just not from a male perspective, but from a female perspective. So uh, we ask for their opinions. We ask for their input. We have leaders, male leaders, out actually having um, coffee chats with their individual groups, showing them how they did it and how it isn't this big, mysterious or difficult task. It's really about just making sure that everyone has a fair chance and that understanding if everyone isn't represented at the table, that they, that the the male at the at the table or in the leader position absolutely can change that and that changing that is a good thing awesome we are almost at the end of this interview already charlie uh two more questions for you before we do wrap up Uh, i understand that you're also a member of the board of trustees at the national urban league can you briefly tell me about the mission and how it helps to elevate the standards of living for african americans and other historically undeserved groups because when i saw this i thought oh this is pretty cool we should we should make sure we mention this on the show yes yeah, so i've been on the uh, i've been involved with the national urban league for well beyond sitting on the board so i've been involved with the national urban league for over 25 years and uh, their mission is to enable and empower african american and other underrepresented communities to achieve uh, in uh, practical areas of securing self-economic resilience and helping create parity uh, in the areas of uh, civil rights. So when you look at the National Urban League and you look at kind of what their, their mantra is, it's about creating strong, sustainable communities. And by making sure that Blacks can have jobs and have a meaningful income and employment so they can sustain themselves. So um, knowing that UPS is in almost every area that the National Urban League is, we've had a long partnership with the National Urban League. And we, between entrepreneurism, job uh, affairs, we have partnered with them to really help bring African-Americans and Blacks into the workforce in different roles. In fact, our first Black driver came to UPS from the National Urban League. I happened to have met him uh, a couple years ago, uh, Ken Jarvis. He is a phenomenal uh, man. Uh, he is a longtime advocate and leader, uh, and really it just shows how he has been able to create a light for so many and how that, that opportunity that the National Urban League had with UPS really changed his life 
and made him one of the, you know, one of the, the, the to me, the premier African-American leaders in the history of UPS. All right. And just finally for today, Charlene, how can, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe uh, that's through LinkedIn. Maybe you want to share your email, maybe all over TikTok, who knows? Um, and, and perhaps for, for those out there who are looking for, perhaps for a, for a new career, um, how, how can folk learn more about um, working with UPS? Well, UPS.com is the, the landing page where you can find all things UPS. Uh, I really think connecting to me, LinkedIn, is probably the most effective. Uh, I really think diversity, equity, inclusion has, you know, has been really placed in, in such a high priority uh, across the world, but it's really about evolving as a world. This is the next wave of business. We talk about the industrial age. I mean, we're, we're really looking at a place where work is going to be done different by different folks under different circumstances, but it means that all folks have to be at the table. So I'm so excited for what DEI is doing to change minds and hearts across the globe and recognizing that anybody can be a success and it does not have to be limited to your economic background, your race, your gender, your ethnicity. It's really about what the content is of your imagination and capabilities and how much you're willing to really uh, drive and lead and lean into what it's going to take to make the world a better place. Well, I feel like maybe we've made the world a slightly better place by uh, sharing your views and your experiences today. Um, so that just leads me to say for today, Charlene Thomas, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Bill, thank you. It was a pleasure and have a good day. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.